Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. Hello. This is just going to be a quick, quick one today. So I just want to say I love you. I just want to say that I love you. Hmm. I just call to say how much I care. We are uh, coming to the close of this podcast series, Three Things to Prioritize in 2022. I've listed the first um, two, which is God, then family. The third is your ministry or business. These are three things you got to prioritize in 2022 in that order, ladies and gentlemen, in that order. You can't prioritize one over the other. Uh, you know, you can't prioritize business over family. You can't prioritize your business over God. You can't prioritize your family over God. It has to be in this order or you're shooting yourself in the foot and bleeding out slowly. I is just sorry that that was graphic, but I'm also not eating. Uh, so I want you to make this a priority. These three things must, must, must be a priority. And it's time to evaluate. Like I said in the first thing that I did here, episode 129, self-evaluating yourself is God's gift to humanity. <laughs> it is because, you know, people that are, that are self aware they're they're uh they aid in civilization they're pluses they're multiplications you know to the to the body of god those people that are not self-aware they're actually you know they're subtraction i don't it's they're subtractors they're dividers um they're just uh they're a liability so I don't want you to be a liability. I want you to be a blessing. I want you to be a powerhouse this year. I want you to be everything that God's called you to be. And allowing yourself to evaluate the situation. Why is this not working? Why am I not happy here? Why does this feel like it's the same thing again and again and again? Why do I feel like I'm just hitting my head uh, uh, you know, against the wall over and over and over? Please evaluate that. And here's, here's, here's another, here's another little thing that you can do. There's a little, um, project. When you go to assess the situation, when you go to examine yourself and your, your home, your, your finances, your ministry, your business, your relationship with God, take out all of the excuses. Okay. I want you to approach the situation and let there not be one viable excuse for why things are happening the way they're happening. I just want you to get rid of the excuses and then, you know, evaluate like, okay, so then, so then why is this happening? See, because a lot of us will say, oh, I'm just so consumed with time and okay, so then prioritize the time. 
That's going to be the answer. So what what is what is it what you know evaluate the situation and and get rid of the excuses and get rid of the baggage and and start being proactive. When there's no excuses, there's going to be a solution. I don't want excuses. I want a solution. And I wish that you would feel the same way. And I'm imparting that to you. I'm making a deposit. You don't know it, but there's a little deposit going into you right now that that is is has had enough with excuses and is coming up with solutions. We aren't going to make any more room for excuses this year. We're not going to take time to try to finagle our way out of responsibilities and avoiding certain situations. We can get good at that. We can continue running away from what needs to be addressed, what needs to be fought, uh, you know, but ultimately those days are over. If you want to do see a change, you got to start fighting for what you want to see happen. These things are not just going to happen like así porque así. Oop, there it is. <gasps> I've always wanted this. It just kind of like happened. It's not going to work. Uh, marriages work. Communicating with your children is work. Communicating with your spouse is work. Taking time to be in the Bible every single day, taking time to listen to the preaching of the word every day is work. Praying is work. But you have to take the time to do it or it's just not, it's not going to get done. We're talking about the new year, new me, and everybody wants to go in there and go to the gym. Gyms are packed all throughout the month of January. Then February, uh, it starts dying off a little bit. But the thing is, if you're not going to be consistent with those things, you're not going to get rock hard abs. You're not going to be where you want to be physically if you're not going to put in the work. And so we need to put in the work, not just January, but like forever, forever. So the number one thing is God. Number two, your family, your marriage, your children. And number three is your ministry. That's the order that it's going to work. That's the order where the flow is going to happen. See, a lot of the time, and it's like if, if you ever had like, um, you know, the faucet going out. <laughs> the faucet doesn't go out, Adalis, but, you know, the, the faucet is running. That's what I meant. So the, you turn on the water and the faucet and the, the, you know, the flow, it's going, it's going. Now, if you just put a blocker in there, you're going to have a mess. And, and depending on what, what is underneath that blocker, it's not going to get wet. It'll see no moisture because there's a blockage to that flow. But if you remove the blockers, that flow will, will start permeating everything underneath that flow and you see, you know, just how great it is. And a lot of you in the spirit, that's what it is. There's, there's, you prioritize things all out of whack that it's, it's, it's actually stopping the flow. You've experienced it just enough to keep you in the game, huh? You've experienced, you know, a breakthrough in certain areas, but then there's certain areas where you're like, what the heck? <laughs> that is really chaotic. That's really yucky. 
Um, and so we want to make sure that the flow is going so that, you know, God wants to get in every area of your life, not just the relationship that you have with him. He wants to get into your marriage, your, your home life, your business, your career. He wants it all. Are we willing to give it to him? Matthew 25, 14 through 30. You know I was going there. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. I just want that. I just want you to like let that soak in. He gave them each a talent in proportion to their own personal ability. That's what the Amplified says. So that should challenge you because if you're in some kind of income bracket or you're not seeing things the way you want in your, in your head, like you, you think you should be somewhere and you should do this and you should have this. The Bible says that God is given talents according to your own personal ability. So what are you doing concerning the work of your hands? Because God is going to bless it. And for those of you that are like, I'm working my tail off for this, good. This should, this should uh, encourage you. But for those of you that are sitting on your personal abilities and, and you refuse to work, you refuse to put in the hours, you refuse to, to, to you know, train and to make yourself an elitist, and when I say an elitist, I mean like make yourself and your gift one of the very best, like the, one of the, 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 the most skilled people out there. You, you get yourself in this realm of the elite when you are single-minded about your abilities, uh, about developing them, about perfecting them. And, and the more perfect the more developed the more you you invest in your abilities in your talents the more blessed you are going to be i want to encourage that i just have to stop and say there i just have to park right there let's continue to drive Verse 16, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he gained five talents more. And likewise, he who had received the two talents, he also gained two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Verse 20, and when and he who had received the five talents came and brought him five more saying, master, you entrusted me with five talents. See here, I have gained five talents more. His master said to him, well done, you upright, honorable and admirable and faithful servant. You've been faithful and trustworthy over a little bit. I will put you in charge of much enter into and share the joy the delight and the blessedness which your master enjoys i want to step into that can somebody say amen that's 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 what i want my life to be in my ministry and in my business 
Today, we are talking about the three things that you have to prioritize for your 2022. And that is one, God, that is to your family, your household, uh, your marriage and children. And number three, your, the work of your hands. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say the work of your hands because I don't want to say just ministry because I'm a minister because this this applies to anybody in their profession and what God has given them to do. It's so important for you to tap into that. I don't know what God wants me to do. Then you need to figure that out. You need to figure out what He has for you to do. I I did a broadcast. And you can find it on Facebook or YouTube. And it's how to receive from God. For those of you that are saying, well, I haven't haven't heard anything because I'm praying and fasting and it never works. You don't know how to receive from God. So so get get there first. And then come back and play this. But he's given you something to do. He's made the deposit on each and every one of us. And so God is a God who is a very skillful, wonderful God. And uh, just like it is with any businessman out in the world, there's a return of investment that he requires for every one of his believers. If you thought for a second that you just get saved and it's going to be happy clappy and you don't do anything after that, after you get saved... You're very mistaken. Everything in the word of God, after you get saved, it's, there's work to be done. It's not just, oh, great, I made it to heaven. I'm making it to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going to live however I want. Do whatever I want. I made it to heaven. I made that commitment. There's work that needs to be done. In fact, one of the, the, the things that he's called for every one of the believers to do, that's you that's me, is to go into all of the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. So, so we are in charge of that return of investment. He said, I've given you my son, you give me more children. You've accepted my son Jesus as the sweet offering that he, he is or was. And in return... I will reap a harvest of sons and daughters. But whose responsibility is that to win the lost? Is it God's? Or is it just ministers, just clergymen, just the pastors? No, no. That's for anybody who believes. He didn't say, go ye clergy into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone everywhere. No. He said, you, you go. That means general. That means you. That means anybody who believes. So we have within us the write-up as to how to do that. And God is perfecting that in us. And he is drawing that out of you, whether you know it or not. And he's saying, this is how I need you to be effective. But I didn't know to be effective I could be like, you know, an esthetician. Oh, yeah. He's like... I'll make you the best esthetician that everybody wants to hear about you, why you're so successful and why this works out and why you came up with this method and, and, and produce so much income. And it gives you a platform. And that platform is to lead people to Jesus so that they can say, man, if, if, if God did it for that woman, absolutely he can do it for me. 
And that's the whole point. And so when we talk about these, these things, look at how God responds to the work that he entrusted, because that's what it says in verse 20. I've entrusted you with these, with this money, and, and you've, you've, you've given this return. That's what he wants from every one of us. He's looking for a return of investment. I gave you my son. What are you going to have to offer me? Well, it's not for work. We don't do anything. Yeah, we don't do anything to get salvation, to buy salvation. But we are a living sacrifice now unto the Lord. Jesus took the place of that sacrifice. But now my life I put at the altar so that you can do with me what you please. Because dang, it's the least that I can do is give you the work of my hands. I, I, I can, I can, I can, you know, give to you of my time, of my resources, of my knowledge. Man, that's the, that's quite literally the least that I can do for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. The least. And so he's entrusted these people with this, 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 this amount of money. And he said the same thing to the second one. He said, hey, I've entrusted two talents to me. Here, here's two more. And his master was so, so happy. He said, well done. Again, you upright, honorable, and admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter in and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness which your master enjoys. He who had received one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you had to be a harsh and hard man reaping where you did not sow. How dare you? How dare you? Just stop and say that. You think God's a hard master? Because he's opening up doors of, of, of business for you and you feel a little overwhelmed. They can't handle it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just knock that off. God is actually setting you up to bless you. Change that mentality, sir. Change that mentality, ma'am. It's so hard. Okay, so I'm going to pray that God strips you of your business. So that, that way you don't have to stress. No, there's a, there's a greater way of doing it. And it's this, prioritize, one, two, three. You're a harsh and hard man, reaping where you didn't sow and gathering where you didn't winnow the grain. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talents in the ground. Here you have what is your own. But his master answered him, you wicked and lazy and idle servant. Did you indeed know that I reap where I have not sown and gather grain where I haven't winnowed. Then you should have had invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have had received what was my own with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. For to everyone who has will more be given. And he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away from him. Listen, this is so powerful because this is a, 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 a podcast to kind of like 
breathe life into that business, into that ministry. And let this be like uh, uh, just kind of your desire, your heart's cry that this year you are going to be like the man with the 10 talents. That you're going to be and you're going to supersede the rest. You're going to supersede the same people that have been working with you for 10, 15 years. You're going to outdo them. You're going to outwork them. How? Through the grace of God. By your ability to prioritize things correctly. He makes you doubly effective. Double on your double. That one hour that you, uh, you, you work, you outproduce uh, everybody else by twice as much. Double. And it's interesting that for the one that didn't have much, to, to the little that he did have, it was taken away and given to who? Split in between the one that had five talents and the one that had ten talents? No. It was given to the one that was producing the most. God's not a socialist. And some of y'all be hating on some people. Why can't God do that for me? I've been in the ministry, the same thing. No, because God's not a socialist. So they're obviously doing something. They've tapped into something that you have yet to tap into. It's called the flow. And it's easy. And once you hit that flow, everything is not a struggle anymore. It comes with ease. And then... When, when, when he trusts you and when he entrusts you with a little bit, all of a sudden you're getting more and more and more. And it's, it's multiplication. It's a compound effect. Because he's saying, if I could trust you in the little bit, if I can trust you for, with, the, with the TJ Maxx. I worked at TJ Maxx. If I could trust you at TJ Maxx, I'm, I'm going to open you up a position at a law firm. If I can position you at this law firm, I'm, I can position you here at this real estate company. So see the progression there? If I, if I, if I, at 15 years old, service merchandise, if I can trust you in the little and you can handle it, all of a sudden the compound effects begins to happen. And so then, then you go into, uh, the, then you just start walking and you start moving. You're just taking ground, take territory. And all you have to do is outwork the rest. All you have to do is receive the spirit of excellence, which you're going to do before this broadcast. That, that when you step into a room and, and there's, you know, crust on the floor, there's paint that needs to be, you take, the, you take that, that onus to make that place a better place. You take the onus of outworking the rest of your comrades, compadres. But make no mistake about it. God doesn't like laziness. He doesn't like wickedness. And, and for us not to have a plan of action for 2022 in regards to our business, in regards to our career, in regards to our ministry that's going to usurp the year before, 2021 is going to be a really difficult year to beat, but we're going to beat it. And we're going to beat it within the first six months of this ministry. Watch. Watch and see. We had a, a $5 million building just handed to us. That's a, those are big shoes to fill. And I anticipate we will fill them up. Time is running short. We are the last generation on this earth. And, and we are going to usher in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything is working in this acceleration. You should feel so excited about that. 
Because what took people 50, 60 years to step into, you can do in a year, in a year's time. And that kind of acceleration is for those that are going to be diligent about what has been entrusted to them. Well, I don't know. Well, it's time to know. It's time to know with certainty. It's time to discover it. Not choose, but discover. I've said it a million times here. God has put something. He's entrusted you with something. Figure out what that is. Ask him specifically what that is. And the Holy Spirit will draw you to do something about it. Maybe it's moving. Yeah, that'll be the first step. Maybe it's, it's uh, sitting down, creating a roadmap of what this is going to look like for the next six weeks, for the next six months. How, what are the steps that I can take? The Holy Spirit will show you. He will guide you. He will lead you into all truth. He gives you that spiritual down, download, that spiritual deposit so that it's not fair. That's called favor. What, what, what you worked at for two hours that got incredible results. Some people can't get a lifetime work, working as hard or, you know, they just, ah, they're frustrated. This is what it is to step into the flow. And today I want you to make a decision that you're going to be like that one person in Matthew 25, that one man that, that, that has positioned himself to be the most productive with confidence. And, and you know what the blessing in that is? Is that we get to live with honor, with, with favor, with blessing, fully furnished, the Bible says. Lacking nothing. We could actually live the way heaven's going to be. We can, we, can, we can tap into kingdom things. The way it's going to be in heaven is the way I want to make it here. You don't have to wait to heaven to live like you're in heaven. You can start tapping into heavenly things now. We are ambassadors of heaven. So the way that people have it out in the world is not going to be my story. I'm going to have it the way that heaven has it for me. There's no lack in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no fear in heaven. But I want you to know that God backs up what you back up. He will allow, he, mind you, he didn't force that guy to produce anything for him. He simply gave him a talent and he entrusted him with it and he expected something back. But he by no means was micromanaging the situation and making sure he's calling every three and a half days. Where's my money? What did you do with it? No, he gave it. He gave it to them. He entrusted him with it. And it was up to them to produce. So whatever we allow on earth is going to be allowed in heaven. Whatever we forbid on earth is going to be forbidden in, in, in heaven. I want you to forbid lack. I want you to forbid uh, confusion. I want you to forbid uh, the collapse of a business, the collapse of your ministry, the same results as last year. And I want you to begin to command the blessing. I want you to begin to allow supernatural growth in your business, in your ministry. Contend for those things. Make room for those things. 
and be like the man with the 10 talents. Because to, to whom much is given, much is required, but to, to the one who has the most, more will be given. So there's, if something will be required of you when you are in the blessing, when you're in the supernatural abundance, right? But the promise is that because it's required a lot of you and you're diligent with it and you outwork the rest and you do it with a spirit of excellence, more will be given to you. And so people are going to hate that. They're not going to understand. Well, this ministry already has three buildings. Why do they need another one that you don't understand this principle? Because God is not a socialist. He's not looking to make sure that everybody's got everything. No, he's looking to see who's doing it right. Because he's a principle God. He's a word kind of God. So if you're activating the word correctly, there's growth, there's fruit, there's blessing, there's a flow. So tap into the flow. And in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray upon every person, not P-R-E-Y, but pray P-R-A-Y, upon every person listening to this podcast, I pray that you would give them a spirit of excellence. I pray that 2022 would be unusual for them in their ministry and business. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for the blueprint. I thank you for the open door. I thank you for the promotion. I thank you, Father God, that we will be faithful to sow seed where we have to. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for the power to create wealth. That power comes on the inside of you right now. It comes alive on the inside of you. And that spirit of excellence to outwork the rest and to do it better than the best. In the name of Jesus, it comes on you now. And Father, 2022 will be unusually blessed for them and for this ministry in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. That even in the first six months of this year, we would see your hand in ways that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind could ever comprehend how good you are. There is no limit to your greatness. There is no max or, or cutoff to the blessing of God. Thank you for, for taking us from glory to glory, victory to victory, strength to strength, faith to faith. This year of 2022, in the name of Jesus, I command a blessing over every person listening in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I want to invite you, 12-1, we have prayer time every single day, Monday through Friday here at Revival Today Church. We're praying, we're seeking God's face for this year and for uh, a whole lot of things. So join us, make time to be in the anointing. And every night, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m., we have a service at seven o'clock. You can also tune in on YouTube or Facebook or the Revival Today app. I encourage you, stay spiritual, stay connected in the name of Jesus, and be blessed. You are going to be blessed. You are blessed. Hmm. Hey. Love you. Hey, before you go real quick, I just want to ask, has there ever been a time in your life where you've committed to serving Jesus Christ? Has there ever been a time in your life where you've confessed him as Lord and Savior of your life? If the answer is a no, or maybe you're not sure, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Listen, there's nothing better than knowing that you're right with God. And there really is a heaven. There really is a hell. And, and you have to make that decision today. 
Who are you going to serve? Are you going to stay with the world or are you going to faithfully serve God? And I hope you can say, I want to faithfully serve God because listen, the signs are there. It's a crazy world we live in. So would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of my life. He's your son. He died on the cross, but on the third day rose from the dead to forgive me of my sin. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am forgiven. I'm set free. I'm a child of God in Jesus name. And if you prayed that prayer, this is me clapping for you. <laughs> you made my day. You made my day. Um, uh, Congratulations. Welcome to the family. I'm so proud that you made this decision. It's quite literally the greatest decision of your life. And um, I'm just happy that I got to pray you in the in the in this prayer and lead you in this wonderful relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you made that commitment with me today, I want you to go to revivaltoday.com. That's our ministry page. And there's a button. It says, just got saved. I want you to hit that button and let me know that you prayed this prayer with me. And we will send you a little package just to say thank you uh, for praying this wonderful prayer. And uh, welcome to the family. I love you. Besitos.